0: Here we go. And five, four, three, two. One. <laughs> what up, y'all? Here's I'm Kev on stage. She's
1: <laughs> Angel. Banger, banger. banger.
0: I drafted, like, like, <laughs> bow, bow, bow. the like button. Smash
1: that wow, wow,
2: wow.
0: Banger, banger, banger. Just for you and me. If you can't tell our good friend Angel Laquita Moore to the actress, has a little bit of a sinus infection, infection. So she sounds right. like An African American male when she tries to sing. But (laughs) she's in her Tony Braxton lower register right now, doing her her thing. All right, quickly, (laughs) church announcement. This week, I am in Tampa, Florida. Uh, Pull up if you live there. The following week, San Diego, California. And the week after that is Columbia, South Carolina. Go to KevonStage.com, get your tickets, pull up on me. I don't have that many dates really left. Uh, after march i'm off in april (laughs) dates in may and june some dates in may and june so if you want to come see me pull up however the big cities atlanta chicago dallas stay tuned i'll have an announcement before my birthday about those angel quick announcements or church announcements
1: Um, Waco Theater's Plan A Black Women on the Rise Film Festival My short film, look back at it Will be um, there On the 18th of March, so if you're in LA And if there's a way for you to get a ticket Show up, I'll be there, as well as On um, March 25th I will be in the inaugural Film Good LA Film Festival That is being thrown by Walk Good So if you're in LA And you want to come see a good film And you want to come see me Pull up.
0: All right. Today, because we're shooting this on Saturday, because Kevin is shooting a commercial on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of this week, so we're not able to shoot, uh, we are doing what we're going to call the People's Episode. People's Episode is questions posed to us from our Patreon, which, again, if you want to support anything we're doing more than any way possible, support the Patreon patreon is a place where you get to be a part of the stage crew community you get bonus exclusive content you get to watch stuff live there's all type of posts that go up that never see the light of day publicly but more importantly you help to support the livelihood of people like angel josh kevin greg mel these people are all salaried from the patreon so your gift doesn't even really stay with me it funds the community of creators and also the people who appear in our stuff when there's extra right now um, the main point is to fund the lives and livelihoods of the creators closest to us and to make amen, this amen. company so if you don't have patreon please join us if you have extra and you can raise it raise it all right well, what we're gonna do is answer the questions from the people in the patreon um, earlier this week I asked them to throw their questions in and they did so the most common question that I got was will there ever be an htt tour i got that question more than any other question
1: are yeah, you serious
0: ever, every time it was asked and the answer is it's like is, the people want it it's crazy people want it the answer is yes the thing i want people to understand who wants to happen in 2023 is that i am a father too i've been on tour since last september my brother passed away suddenly in September. I was on tour in October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. I'll be doing dates in June, July, August, and September. People want to, 2023 only has three more months that I'm not currently on the road. I do have a family that I like to tend to, that touring is hard for them. So I don't want to spend my whole <laughs> life on the road. But of course, we want to give the people what they want. So I'm working with my team to plan something in 2024 okay i will talk with angel who also is very busy actress and mother so how many dates i don't know exactly when i don't know but will we give the people what they want yes what the show looks like i don't know we have to figure that out because i'm not interested personally in just doing topics at the show you come see me i want to give you a show a performance and i know a lot of podcasts just do their show live I'm not interested in that nearly as much as something else. So that's my answer. Of course, I usually give the people what they want when I give the people what they want is the answer. All right.
1: This is I want y'all to know. This is the first I have heard this. Me too. Me and Josh are finding out on the people's episode. And we have so many group chats open all the time. (laughs) <laughs> also, before H-T- we get
2: too far in this episode Shouts to our uh, good sponsors for the podcast today HelloFresh, Talkspace, and Policy Genius
1: um,
2: hey. Back
1: to the people we'll, we'll tell you more about them in the po- uh, later in the episode Yeah, so HGT24 could be possibly a thing For real, for real um, And that will be exciting Kevin, tell me was it my sheer nagging you? Was it the the seeing that the people actually wanted it? What what made you? I I know why it's not happening this year. That I know, and I'm not I'm not gonna say why. What made you go? All right, I'm gonna try this again, even though I really don't want to. Uh,
0: it's a couple of things. You got me. to give the people what they want. And I promise you, and I swear on my everything, on the dead homies, if this tour don't sell, and I mean immediately, you, the people, not Angel, not Josh, you, the people, will be held responsible. You, who asked and bet, and I'm talking about from the moment the dates go live, I better see 10%. 20. I get the tour dates and by percentage of souls. And when I tell you, it better be going up. The oh, I don't they should be sold out
2: from the Patreon only.
0: I better be seeing them thing go up because y'all don't ask to go to McDonald's. It better be the best burger you done ever had. You better play in the play place all day. Uh, but it's a combination of things. I tend to give the people what they want. And letting go of the past and my bad experiences, what, what the performance of a live podcast was, was something I really had to like sit with and understand that it didn't have to be that way. Uh, the the times that I've done a uh, podcast like this, not with Melissa, it was infinitely more exhausting than any other live performance I've ever done. So my mind is playing that. And at the same time, it, it's sold worse than anything I ever did. So as a business person, I'm just like, this doesn't make sense monetarily. And this doesn't make sense as a performer. I'm not interested. Um, the other part of it is I'm not trying to be on the road as much anymore. I'm just not. I would like to take the Beyonce approach. This tour, she's had the least amount of dates I've seen since she's been solo. She's like, you know what? Y'all come to the other cities. I'm doing less bigger venues, but I'm not going to be gone. She's not being gone all year like that. She's not even going to the Bay Area. Uh, so I think that's what it was for me. Um, and we'll see. I hope it does well. It's only in my best interest and in the interest of the podcast that it does well and it's fun because having another live show that's lucrative and fun, uh, if it does well, that means I can uh, relax on stand-up. It's something that I don't have to like go and create material. That's the part of stand-up that's hard is you got to go make sure that material is good before you can even go to theater. Somehow you have to work it out. Uh, there's no way around that. If you don't work it out in front of people, it won't be good. And I'm not going to them big markets and not being good. Yes, Joshua. To be clear, Beyonce is performing in Levi's Stadium, but is that added? Because that wasn't there early. August 30th, she will be there. Oh well, at first she wasn't being the Bay, or I didn't see no Bay dates. I got you. you. She's
2: she's bringing a lot more regions together, but she's definitely
0: condensed. Uh, um, So yeah, that was my that was those were my concerns. Fair
1: concerns. Fair, fair enough. Fair Mm -hmm. enough, because it
0: just felt like you were hanging on a black I was like, y'all being people, not Josh.
1: But no, you were. Huh? You were. You were. Listen, listen, listen. Let me tell you. No, no, no. I'm going to tell you what my experience was, okay?
2: I'm going to mute just in case the the mic kick up.
1: I want to tell you what my experience was. I had pitched it to Kev back in 2021, whenever the hell I was on tour with you. I was just like, because one, I'd also, I am, I'm seeing all these other podcasts that we are the caliber of, in my opinion, have successful podcast tours, right? I'm also seeing the amount of work my friend is doing as he's taking me into here on the road. He's doing this long 45 minute set. We doing two shows a night and we're in these comedy clubs. So me, not saying I know, all the ins and outs of live touring. Cause I don't, I'm like, yo, let's just do, let's do a podcast tour. Like
2: it's a lot,
1: it's less weight while the weight of who you are is still relevant. The weight of the work is a little even more evenly distributed because you're not having to prepare an hour special. Basically it's us really coming up with something that works. And uh, Kevin played me the first time, like, It wasn't happening. He was like, "Mm." because it also meant that that would mean to hear was off the tour. So I can also understand that. Then when I brought it up again, he played me again. But he did take the time to explain why 2023 wouldn't happen. So I, and and, and you, and you also explain like previous experiences. But if two people couldn't be more different, your previous situation, is not the same as the situation you're in now. So I was like, I don't, I, I don't understand, playboy. boy. Like, I don't I don't really get what's happening. So while obviously I'm gonna respect whatever your decision or your opinion is, because one, you are my friend and two, you are my boss. Um uh, I really didn't, I wasn't expecting you to be like HGT 24, it's gonna happen. I just figured you were just going to passive, aggressively not allow it to happen and I was just gonna troll you on the side on the sidelines. Well I am I am excited for the potential
2: <laughs> for us to be traveling again as friends and co-hosts. Go on through go going through it, Josh.
1: Listen, let me tell you let me tell that's you let me tell you
0: Kev don't listen Kev don't listen. As that's if that's
1: not it. That's yeah. not it.
2: Kev, the, tour, the, the new tour is called This Thing Here.
1: Kevin Kevin does listen. <laughs> Kevin doesn't always articulate at the beginning to me what his no is. Why the no is. So I then begin to fill the narrative of what the reason for the no is. He eventually had to explain to me what his reasoning was behind it. And I was like, I was like, oh, Okay. I still want to do it though, but then I could, I, I could, say, I,
0: I, I 100 Angel is a very creative, charismatic, and extremely amazing live performer freed from the shackles of stand-up. And what I mean by that is to be a good stand-up, you really got to do something close to the version of the same set. Angel's at her best to me doing whatever comes to her mind. That's what gives her this, but I promise you, Patreon listeners worldwide. If this isn't is, is it immediately lucrative. And I'm gonna promote it like I do everything else. If it if it isn't immediately lucrative, you, you guys can shut up talking to me. And I know that. And I know if it ain't the best business decision I've ever made, I don't want to hear it. Because let me tell y'all what y'all don't understand, since we're gonna be family.
1: Come on. Okay, tell
0: them the if truth. it don't work, who who fits the bill if it don't work? Oh, y'all okay.
1: People I mean, say you, you come.
0: My you know, me. times people say come here, come there, and when I be and there, here's the problem I was out damn, I had to work. It was this I got to be away from my family. This Tampa uh show this coming week is selling terribly compared with some musical festival there that has the hotel rooms $500 a night. I take six people on the road with me, I've let everybody have their own room. You can order room service. Take five times four nights times six people. Add that That's up. Take ticket sales. Not doing great. Add it up. Y'all be in y'all own home and don't come. So I'm telling you what I know.
2: If y'all don't come, you shit it up. You shit it up. If this doesn't come, shit. if if, th- if you guys don't come... that. To, to this or sell tickets, we're going to have to tour even harder the year after to pay for it. We will be in Tupelo, Mississippi for nine nights in one week.
0: That also is not my plan. I'm actually, the reason I'm doing more podcasts is because I don't foresee doing the road. Like this. they got to be another way. I, I, have, like, I have no. To right. So I will do more podcasts before I will do more tours, but I promise y'all and I love y'all and I'm not challenging y'all in a way. But I'm telling you, the Patreon don't have enough people in it to sell enough tickets to do it. Absolutely. A tour. Let
1: There's me tell you what more. made me what made me feel more confident about it is realizing Jonathan Majors knows this podcast. Jonathan Majors is I one thought, person. No, no, no. It's no. What I'm saying is, is that a lot of times I think we see H T T as kev Kevin has a podcast called Here's the Thing. Here's the thing is an entity that mm. Kevin on stage, yes, produces is a, is a part of, but it is an entity that is known outside of just the people who are loyal to you. And that's what it can feel like sometimes. So with Jonathan, I was like, oh, he's got to follow us on a burner account. That has to be the case. He has to have followed Kevin, then saw that we do a podcast and then watch the podcast. But to hear that no, he is a podcast listener, and happens to enjoy this podcast allows me to know that it's not just which still might not be enough so i'm under i understand as a businesswoman that still might not be enough that there are people who are fans of this podcast outside of your daily videos because that can be very stressful because then it is all on your back it is all 100 percent on your back
0: Here's a question, Kev, you underestimate. Here's the thing, stop that. A good business owner needs to underestimate
1: because Mm
0: -hmm. when you overestimate, you lose money. I want y'all to understand, you the people lose nothing. If you don't buy a $30 ticket, you lose nothing. I can lose money. I have employees outside of Josh and Angel. Touring is not guaranteed to be successful. There are rappers who have had to cancel tours because they don't sell. Now, do I not believe in here's the thing? Absolutely not. I never said here's the thing is nothing. And I agree with Angel. Melissa said that, too. She was like, Kev, I actually think you're underestimating. uh, I mean, you're uh, not seeing the reach is different than just a Patreon. All of my business success has come from underestimating. I underestimate every tour I ever have because if you overestimate it, you lose money. I don't have money to lose. I'm not in the business of doing things to lose money. So just understand that I don't don't take touring lightly. Even something as simple as four cities. If I'm going away from my family, I should be coming back to my family with more money than I had when I left. I would love if here's the thing became as big as the 85 South show, it would be the best thing in the world for me. I would love to only have to do podcast live and not have to worry about stand up material. It would be amazing. I would love it. Oh my God, y'all about to get on my nerves. We need to change the what? subject because now I'm manifesting oh, is negative. We, uh, we it, it's frustrating uh, me. Because don't when get I'm, frustrated. I'm not making myself clear, I'm not making myself clear and what you people are, clear. are saying. I, it's, it's not clear, clear. and coming comments frustrating me no no I no be, I do I want it to be joy let I me want
1: advocate to let me no, advocate because I don't, advocate no, I don't let like me the, me the way it.
0: coming is. Kevin's this Kevin's that I don't like the way no. it's making me feel and I don't want to start a tour off with this energy because I was actually excited to announce it but what people are saying I'm like you know what this is frustrating to me Kevin because wait, I don't wait. like coming across
2: we can not announce and then denounce in the same in the same podcast. What? You know what we need to do? Let's take a break and hear from our sponsors. What up, y'all? We're taking a quick break from the podcast to talk about our just great sponsor, HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. Powering up with protein is easier than ever with HelloFresh. Just check for the Protein Smart tag on their menu to quickly find recipes featuring 30 grams or more of protein, black bean chili, or creamy Dijon dill chicken. HelloFresh makes it easy to eat what you love. Customize select meals by swapping protein or sides or even adding protein to your favorite dish. Customize select meals by swapping proteins or sides or even adding proteins to a veggie dish. And now you can even upgrade for organic chicken and organic ground beef on select meals. HelloFresh knows you're busy. That's why they take care of the meal planning and prepping, freeing up extra time in your schedule. With free proportion ingredients, foolproof recipes, and convenient doorstep delivery, HelloFresh makes it easy to get dinner on the table. With HelloFresh, you're getting seasonal ingredients picked at peak ripeness for quality you can taste. Ingredients travel from the farm to your home in less than seven days so you know they're fresh. I love HelloFresh because when I go grocery shopping sometimes, the ingredients that I need to make, whatever I'm about to make it for dinner or lunch the next day, I begin too many things. And what I love is that HelloFresh has exactly what you need for that meal um, and up to a couple servings, depending on how you select how much of the meal that you wanna make. So this is what we need you guys to do. Go to HelloFresh.com slash SK60 and use code SK60 for 60% off plus free shipping. Go to HelloFresh.com slash SK60 and use code SK60 for 60% off plus free shipping. America's number one meal kit. Let's get back to the show. And thank you to our sponsors. We're back.
0: Uh, This other question on the heels of what, ai mean, the most amazing tour announcement I've ever had. Uh so fantastic. Can't wait for HCT 24. Boy, oh boy. Uh it's not happening,
1: y'all. Y'all, this is not
0: happening. This is about to be go to bed. And you know what? Go to bed. Ain't no tour. How about that? Everybody go to bed. Since y'all, because since Kev don't listen, since Kev don't protect black women, everybody go to bed. Ain't no HCT. That's what I felt like. But I'm not gonna do my kids like that. Some of the kids is good. All right. The rest of y'all better buy two or three tickets. Uh, this question was, have y'all ever discussed one of y'all deciding to move on from this podcast? Like, for instance, if it just doesn't work out for both of y'all schedules. This is a legitimate concern of mine, and I'll tell you why. Angel is one of the most talented actors I know.
1: And so
0: all yeah. of the talented actors that I know eventually get their show. Okay? K.J. Smith, Issa, Yvonne, DeVal, uh, is gonna happen, Quinn's on TV. It's a foregone conclusion that eventually angel will and it's my estimation will be on something that shoots 26 episodes a season
1: nice in my entire
0: that. career i've never been happy i've never been not happy for friends of mine achieving their dreams uh angel did not move to la to be on a podcast angel moved to la to be a television star uh i believe her day is coming i believe okay. angel has every intention Of doing this podcast however angel is refusal to allow um guest hosts (laughs) and her dedication to working has meant we have never had even a sit-in we have just found a way but angel is also a dedicated actress so i'm curious because i don't be auditioning i make my own stuff and i usually make my own hours so i can work around my own schedule But if Angel gets a call from ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC, and they say, here's hundreds of thousands of dollars. to Do what you came to L.A. to do. um, But we're going to need you Monday through Friday. And if I'm busy on something else, I don't know how we do two episodes a day. Angel, what are your thoughts? I'm curious to hear what you think will happen when you eventually book a show, because you know how that shooting schedule works better than I.
1: I think you'll end the show before I do. You think so? I 100%. That. Let me now tell you about you me. Let me tell you about me. Let me tell you about this chick right here. Is that I'm type of chick that negotiated, here's the thing, into her television contract. I'm type of chick that you ain't gonna tell me because what what I know about this industry is how fickle it is. Mm. So I will never put all of my eggs in one basket. Not that day of the week, especially a basket that I don't have control over or an egg that I don't have control over. There are things I have control over when it comes to podcasting, especially if it's a here's the thing I don't produce on. I'm just talent on. But my podcast with my husband, um, doing the podcast with you and Liz, with me being a producer on both of those, I have control. I might not have control over the sponsors that we get. Or the rate that they pay. But I have control over keeping that content out. Where with a show that I book. The network can easily say. Well it was great. We don't want to do it no more. I'm not trying to have to start up. Of normal thing' Because I let something go. Not. not so. Will. What do I think will happen. I think. That. Uh. I do think you, the producer of this show, would put a let's let's see what happens in this season and then we'll see how it's going to go before I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Interesting. This is easy. First of all, this is easy work. Let's be honest. Like, wow, yes, you pull up the, the topics and that can be difficult. This is easy work. For us to give our comedic opinion on cultural Entertainment um, And things that are relevant to our dreams Like this is the type of stuff That you don't get to do In everyday life you know what I'm saying And this podcast is Is not a um, This podcast is not a money pit You know what I'm saying like this is not a podcast That you that and, and, and tell me if I'm wrong that you just Have to pour money into but you're not getting money Back from so and that's how I Feel myself I'm like I'm showing Up I'm not having to put out an extraneous amount of energy that I'm just like, that's how I felt about when I was doing the bachelor podcast, that I was having to watch that two hour show that I hated, Mm. And then come and remember these white people's names. Okay. Y'all know I ain't good with names. It was so much energy I was having to put in for so little pay that one I was like, this for me is not so, now I could be wrong. Listen, I don't know the future but I, I do be seeing it a lot of times. And um I think I'll always I will always fight to have ownership over the stuff I do outside of a show, outside of a television show. So it's gonna be hard for somebody to take podcasting away from me. Especially here's the thing.
0: Very interesting think? to me. Do you think so? I was very surprised. Really? I, I, I never thought it, yeah, I, didn't, I never thought you would put it down uh like, oh, I got a thing like I never thought it was like a stepping stone for you or anything like that. Never got that in um, feeling. However, I just know that when you are shooting uh, um, in my limited experience, these things are very fluid. Your date, you're working, things like that. And if you're shooting something that shoots 26 episodes, that's eight, nine months out of every year. When they pay you that amount of money, they have a huge say-so on when, where you you go. And I don't know how that stuff works, but I figure, and on top of that, you're a mother, you have small children. I know it's important that you spend time with me, so am I. Uh, so I'm not auditioning for those shows, so I have more time available. And I'm trying to do more of this and less of this being the travel um, for podcast tours. You know the great ones that everybody loves that are just. So easy why are you to-
2: opening that door again?
0: Because I'm <laughs> tell you why, we are we are being family. The Patreon people, as much as I tried people to join today, today they they was in there. I said I'm not looking at the comments, but it was hard to see y'all. So the comments came back up. They in the comments like, "Oh, we I, I would I would love to say my feelings, but I, he told me to hush." the the representative of my personality the way i be in their comments i'd be like oh okay so i see y'all being funny today i'm not usually the subject of that Uh, um but anyway uh i just (laughs) thought eventually it would be impossible to schedule if you were shooting something that shot that much uh because when you were shooting uh your hbo show you you it's not like oh we're shooting Monday and Wednesday at this time and this time. Sometimes that stuff changes, and sometimes I have stuff that can't change. So maybe it will be coming out. It might not come out every Wednesday at 6 a.m. Uh, but shoot, I, I think I, it'll I, be I,
1: go, ahead. go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. I
0: like to have my control over my career. And you know, Carlos Miller said this about 85 South, and I loved it. He said, 85 South show is my Tom Joyner show, my Ricky Smiley in the morning. You can't take that from me. The other stuff may come and go. while and Out can come and go. This and that can come and go. But this is my show. Y'all know I don't, I don't want Hollywood to dictate what I can and cannot do. And the easiest way to do that is to make your own money outside of Hollywood. Um, and podcasting can be very lucrative just on the – talking and ads and YouTube revenue and all that type of stuff. So I would not easily let this go. I'm just curious to see how it works when it happens, because scheduling can be difficult.
1: So if I were to receive, if, so say I board a book, multi uh, multicam this um, pilot season, which is one of my like aspirations. I toy with it because I know multicams are more of the dinosaurs of television, but the, the multicam schedule is amazing you show up to work at 8, you're off at 3, except for one day of the week. That's a schedule we could shoot. Here's the thing. It, it would be like coordinating with the two of you and obviously your schedule also having fluctuations, but I think it just becomes more intentional and less lackadaisical in how we schedule to make it work, but I don't think it becomes a thing that is impossible. I've watched too many white people have it all and I refuse I refuse to to believe I refuse to believe that I can't have it. I truly do and um I just yeah, I just think it becomes a thing of okay, we're going to be really intentional of how we're scheduling this. And I thrive in that. I th- actually thrive the more packed my schedule is, I get really good with time management. It's when I have too much time on my hands that I be like Oh, I do j- I'll do this eventually, and I'll do that when it's like you got to be here at this time, leave at this time to get here. That's when I'm like on my sh- so yeah. I think um I don't think one of my shows will be the thing because the fact of the matter, I was able to negotiate it be- once before. That's what I was
2: gonna bring up. You've you've so, done it, you've checked that box of I've done it twice.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I feel like I got the I got the history to show you. <clears throat> Angel's here. Until you say, Oh, excuse me, that way. I'll here, you know.
0: All right, the next question. How did you all actually meet? Uh Angel has a funny take on this. Uh Angel, tell tell the people how how, how we met.
1: long, 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 long time ago, I attended uh, pre dinner for a fest uh, conference called the Merge Conference or Convent Conference, yeah, um, that was held downtown LA. Um, I was attending with my two sisters, Brisha Webb and Denora Walcott. Mm. Um, we go into where they're having like the, the pre thing, and there are three men there who I recognize from the interwebs. Because this is when the merge started recognizing content creators as important to the story of entertainment, especially Christian entertainment. So, um, those three men were Kevin, Jason and, uh, Ant from the Playmakers. And of course they recognized Brisha because Brisha at that time was on Love That Girl. Um, and they were like, oh, let's take a picture. At the time, me, Breesha, that's when we were doing the Car Jacksons. We were still making content together. So we, the six of us, took a picture together. And one day I will find, the Lord will give me where that picture is. And I'm going to find that picture. That is where we initially met. And I knew in that moment, I like the Lord be telling me stuff. I just didn't know who. God was like, you're going to work with one of these people. It wasn't that I had a desire to. You all were not in LA. So wherever wherever y'all were was not out. And I was already on TV, but the Lord had told me, you're gonna work with one of those people. And I didn't know who it well, was. Who I had been working. I had already did ER, I had already did a bunch of guest stars. We are. I had been working on television. The the whole internet thing happened because I got pregnant and I decided to start making content. So the the internet wasn't a career for me. It was a creative outlet, if that makes sense. Because people weren't making money online at that time. The people were not making money. (laughs) Um, But fast forward to when you remember meeting me.
0: At the merch? At the merch.
1: Just stop lying to these people.
0: (laughs) I have the same same experience.
1: (laughs) Tell them when you remember meeting me. And that's fine. And I don't even, listen, listen, I don't even fault you. Because I, a lot of times, while I don't remember names, I'm good at remember faces. But I just did that at a job to, uh, yesterday, two days ago. Well, I was like, oh, what's your name? Nice to meet you. She's like, I actually met you at a, p- a birthday party. One of That's your friends. That's why I never say
0: nice to meet you. I always say good to see you because that has happened to me so many times. I think people don't understand. And sometimes they be genuinely upset. And I don't think people understand how many people I meet or who meet me. Oh, yeah. And I always say, good to see you, because you cannot say, that's not bad if I met you or if I'm seeing you again. It just prevents yeah. the further thing. I done met you, you know. Uh, I remember I meeting see. Angel. Meg, uh, Meg was like, yo, we need, we were talking about, we needed more women asking each other who, asking each other at all death who we knew. And Angel was like, uh, one of my sorors uh, is really funny. Maybe. I think it's be a good okay. fit for uh Maybe. great taste. And we had really struggled to get people who were good for Great Taste because Great Taste is a very hard show to do if you're not in the group. It's it's uncontrolled. You got to jump in, and most people don't thrive in that. It's actually a terrible way to introduce new people. But I remember yes, Angel. Yeah, Angel is one of the probably, and I'm not even being mean. This is just the truth. We probably had less than ten people that I thought were good that I thought were good that were outside of the squad or workers of all deaf who fit into great taste. And Angel came in and fit in immediately. Uh, And I was like, dang, she's really talented. And um, that's how I met her uh, through all death. She didn't do a terrible amount of stuff at all death, but she did a couple great taste episodes. Um, And then I remember when I was starting Kevin on stage studios, I was like, I didn't want to start with a whole bunch of the same all deaf uh fan fan group because they were already working there and and also roast culture the the fans were a lot younger then so they would just come in the comments and roast and roast and, roast. and i was like bro i'm not trying to do that every day so i was like i need to get some people who were not on all def like that so I remember getting women. angel
2: up, black huh? and black women and my, not just a bunch of dudes not mm-hmm. talking just a bunch of talking dudes. opinions Yes.
0: And I remember hitting Angel up when we had the racism office and I was like, hey, man, I'm trying to do some stuff at Kevon say studios. Uh, would you be interested in like working with us? And I knew Angel didn't love the all deaf content. <laughs> I don't know why she didn't like grabbing uh, guessing butts for the first time and whose penis was the biggest <laughs> <Stuff like that. laughs> she was on television. But uh, she was like, as long as you can pay me enough to cover my babysitter. I'll come and shoot with you. And she came down to the racism office. and boy, She brought she a mar. Mm-hmm. And she was in them videos a lot. Pretty much from the beginning of that Kevin Stage Studios Patreon, Angel was probably the most featured player that was consistent in everything. Because I always, even before I learned about intersectionality, I was trying to incorporate more Black women. You know, learning to protect them and things like that. Things that I've forgotten along the way as I tried to navigate this whole podcast touring things like that you know sometimes you just forget
1: y'all didn't hurt my friends feelings you know what you Before are. Kevin goes into a deep dive we're gonna go to our next sponsor we'll be right back all
2: right guys taking a quick break from the show to talk about talk space uh guys we already deal with enough on the daily basis sometimes it's it's too much juggling everything and uh trying to keep our life together at the same time um and a lot of times when it comes to therapy It's tough to find a place to start because it's a whole other mission that you have to try and schedule and set up and interview for therapists, and it's a whole thing. But uh, Talkspace makes that a thousand times easier, a lot easier. Sometimes people wait until something bad happens to talk to a therapist, but why wait? You can get a therapist through Talkspace. Therapy can help shift your perspective, find tools to cope in difficult times, and be a guiding light. Getting started is the most important part. Talkspace makes it easy and affordable. At Talkspace.com, you could sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. It's incredibly convenient to have virtual sessions with your licensed therapist from the comfort of your home. Therapy can help shift your perspective, find the tools to cope in difficult times, and be a guiding light. Talkspace can help with specific challenges you might be facing. It's the number one online therapy platform with licensed therapists in over 40 specialties including anxiety, depression, substance abuse, relationship issues, and much more. So, guys, as a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash crew to match with a licensed therapist today. Go to Talkspace.com slash crew to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash crew. Now let's get back to the show.
1: Okay, and so now we're back before Kevin gets into feelings um i met the handsome josh gans um at actually melissa and kevin's house um yeah i met you at their house we marcus and i were invited to do the love hour and josh was there oh, to record wow. And I that's when I knew Kevin and Melissa had money. I said, y'all got a whole person
2: here. That's listening. At, uh, they they found a latinx in
1: California yes. that could do the cameras. Listen, I started praying different. I was like, I need a Joshi God's God. <laughs> Someone who is watching, making sure everything is right. Father God. Um yeah. So I, that's when I met Josh, is when we first shot um the re the the coming back of the love love hour at the Reseda home.
0: Mm. I met Josh at all def. He was an intern that came from Awesomeness. It was him, I believe Dez. And maybe Jade. I'm trying to think of who's oh Jade Patrick was, was there. Jade
2: was there before Jade and Pat were there before because Jade was doing the all Def Comedy Live stuff. Got Dez it. came when I about, heard, they were there. about a month and change after me. But didn't we start on the same day, you and I? We did,
0: yeah. Okay, so there was we're only four interns. Josh, Dez, Patrick, and Jade were the four interns that we had. And Josh, uh, I've told this story before, but it's very funny. He didn't get me lunch. He was like, no. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, I respected it more than I was upset. I was like, "Shout out to this dude." I'm also still hungry, but uh shout out to him.
2: My you, the I, lunch spot. The lunch spot was across the parking lot, though, that he was trying to give me lunch I was at. Like, I'm
0: not doing it. I'm not, and I yeah, should have known. Say, this. I
2: didn't even say it disrespectfully. I was just like, ah, I, you know, I did that at awesomeness. I'm trying to like, you know, just cr- just, just crawl like, up the ladder. You know, I'm not trying to jump up there. Just you know, baby steps.
0: Dang, I was like, nobody respects me already here at this company. And I don't think I ever got nobody to give me lunch. After that day, I was just like, I'll never have nobody else disrespect me like that again. And I my own. Uh, I, I hired Josh. I, listen, Josh got done dirty. He don't tell this story, but Josh got done dirty at all deaf. He was in a lot of uh, dumb jobs and doing dumb things. Uh, but he was one of the more talented. Of- at a workplace. Absolutely. He was one of the very talented uh, people because even then, I remember he was good on camera. There was nothing he didn't do well if he was interested in it. Uh, He was good on camera. He was good at editing. He did all those things. And I remember the moment I decided to hire Josh, I'll never forget. I was in Washington, D.C. I had a show that night. I was trimming. And Asuka wasn't even a hard show to edit, but I was trimming episodes. I was exporting them. While they were exporting, I would work on my jokes. And I remember thinking, there has to be a better way than this. I cannot like I even if I had to pay somebody a little bit just to edit this stuff. Uh I don't think you were full time yet. I think I was just like, Can I just let you edit these? Can I pay you to edit these shows? And then when I quit all def, I wanted to make a documentary. <laughs> I was like, Josh, I want to make
2: a documentary of this
0: tour. I want you to before you edit.
2: quit. Shoot that, was, it. that was before you that was before you quit though. Because the, oh, yeah, the first right. year, right. the first year you were coming off tour from the from the airport straight to the office for yep. that ten a.m. meeting on
0: Mondays. Yep, and I was like, I want to do this documentary. He had gotten laid off or fired uh, by then, and I was like, I want you to shoot and edit, shoot, edit, and direct this. And he was like, I don't think I can do that. And I was like, I was like, that's, that's a lot of, that's a lot of. Was, you did such like, a no, good I, job. Thank you, Andrew. I, I when I tell you that first uh like three minutes of that documentary when he first showed it to many and it, he had it already edited this part like i was talking to jojo i think i was living in my house and he was like and then talking head, and i was like oh my god so i 1000 called that shot uh and he shot and directed and edited that whole thing and i was super dope and that's how um that's how we met all right
1: I, I can't wait till you do more documentaries, Josh. You really are really good at it. I remember watching that, and this is this is prior to me like working with Kev and I was really I would have I don't know if I knew that you had did it, but it was so good. I watched that documentary from front to back. It was amazing.
2: Thank you, Angel. You're very kind words and, and encouragement for more.
1: It was good. It was good. Good job to you too, Kevin. It was the storytelling was amazing.
2: Yeah, yeah, we went on
0: tour, and we documented that tour. And i have just, you know, I was so afraid of what a tour would look like and making money. I remember on that tour, I didn't know if we would pay, be able to pay Tony into here until, I believe, like the third month of the tour. I was like, okay, we even if we don't sell another ticket, I can pay them without having to use my, my money from work or my savings. Uh, all right, the rest of the questions are not necessarily all about here's the thing. I just wanted to get those out in case Angel had to leave. I uh, wanted to ask those. Uh, this question is, is uh, interesting. If you can relocate with all you have now—studio, family, friends, job—where would you go?ing Which where are you going? Which state, country? Tacoma, I mean, Washington. You, you stop lying. I don't
1: know where I'm going. <laughs> what do you mean?
0: Where are you going, Angel?
1: I'm going to Houston, Texas. H T. Really? Oh my God! Today, yes, Houston. Oh, there's something about how black that place is. Country as well. Mm. A size house I would have. Uh, Houston. I used to think it was Atlanta. I'm sorry. Y'all are off the list now. Houston, Texas. H-Town <laughs> going down. I loved it. Loved uh, it.
0: I think I would go to... Atlanta. Um, everything I do would be most easily replicated in Atlanta, as far as like uh, connections, crew, talent. Uh, it has the most most dearth of black talent behind and in front of the camera. Uh, most people own their stuff, t- all that stuff. Traveling wise, the amount of nonstop trips I would take would be immaculate.
1: Mm, it was mm-hmm. it would be
0: so great. I, I could leave for a tour stop the day of mm. instead of having to fly at night, which might be my least favorite thing about touring and living. Touring and living in L.A. is yeah. having to take a red eye. This just past weekend, we were supposed to leave at 9.59. We ended up leaving at at 30 in the morning. And the show was delayed still the same Was time. the
1: flight delayed?
0: Yes. The flight was delayed really and delayed and delayed. Uh, and if I could live internationally, I would live in London. Which reminds me, I am doing a Patreon-exclusive uh, accent coach training session with accent coach Jack next week on Patreon. Uh, that recording is it
2: live. phenomenal he, content, Kevin.
0: He, oh, it's going to be great. He uh He reached out to me from that video with Happy Music. Happy's going to learn an American accent. I'm going to learn a British accent. Although, I think British people have a leg up on Americans because they watch way more American TV than we watch oh, British cool. TV. Obviously. They're inundated with American TV from birth. I'm not, but uh, I cannot wait to learn how to do an accent from an accent coach. This has been my stream uh to take a job from a Brit on a British show. I want to be on top boy, uh, summer sausage house. Uh, Josh, where would you move to? <sighs>
2: Off top. Arizona because i got some nieces and a recent nephew out there now um also i like to golf so that's like a little golf mecca i would probably say there or honestly i had a great time in nashville i would i would like to i would like to spend more time in nashville
0: nashville was a good time i i had a great experience there There's a lot of white people drinking in the downtown area, though. A lot of over-indexing on white people wooing, which I don't Mm -hmm. tend to make me afraid. I wouldn't Um, be downtown
2: much, but I wouldn't
0: be downtown. (laughs) Other parts of the city are great, but uh, I wouldn't move to Nashville, but I do enjoy it. Uh, Next question. What's your realistic plan to reunite the country?
2: Realistic. I like how we're speaking about realism.
1: To reunite the country. Really? Wait a minute, we're supposed plan. to have a plan. We're supposed to have a plan to reunite the, president the country. Of
0: the United States. You need to reunite the country. What are you doing?
1: To be my most authentic self.
0: What? How does I that mean, help? that's my,
1: because I feel like when people are authentic, we don't have surprises and we know where to place you. It's when people be playing games that you be like, oh, I'm going to put you in this place. And then they do some stuff that, that messes things up. So if I know you a racist a ho I know let me not put you over policies and procedures. I'm don't let me not do that. Let me not put you're you not, in education. You yeah, you're, you're not, not policies. The,
2: the Patreon re- is the Patreon saying reunite. When will
1: we, re- <laughs> re- when will we ever <laughs> united? I'm gonna segregate. I'm gonna come up with a plan to fully segregate us. All the blacks. <laughs> We're going to live in the warmer climates because oh this God. is going to be dry. Whites get <laughs> where it's
0: cold. I don't want to segregate us.
1: I'm going to let the brown people,
0: if y'all the brown people get
1: to eat first.
0: Yeah. That's a crazy segregation. They said, y'all go take that little piece of Oklahoma and leave us alone. And we did. And they were like, what are y'all successful? We'll burn it down. What do you want from us? Just We thrive. we're
1: we thrive when we're in our tribe, and they were like, "Aha, integration." <laughs> get away uh, I, think from each other.
0: I don't think I would even try to reunite the country. I would advance the cause of Black and Brown people before anything. For my four years, they would probably, they would probably try to overthrow me or get me. Um, uh, impeached because I would be having all type of executive orders, reparations, student loan forgiveness. I'd be oh. all about. I'd be freeing prisoners. Larry Hoover would be out. Get him out. Free, free the real. Um, <laughs> I would just be like, whatever power I have, I'm gonna make it. I'm, y'all think it's bad now? Let me be president. Black kids, y'all, every y'all gonna get all the stuff from the government. Y'all think it was bad now? you just wait till I become president black and brown folk are gonna be eating white people y'all had a great head start it ain't equal no more y'all gonna feel the pain of oppression y'all think y'all oppressed now how about y'all really be oppressed I'm gonna oppress you I'm gonna give you four years the, the the toughest four years you ever got I'm gonna make I'm gonna listen they might take me out but during the four oh, years
2: are. <laughs> 100 oh, percent i'm freezing all the accounts that are ahead in generational wealth until the last <laughs> the furthest generation is caught up to that wealth and then they're back Free on
0: distribution. <coughs> taxing the rich and if they take me out i'll be immortalized by the people my name will live on forever you'll have a, you you'll have a
2: statue uh eating coochie like like martin luther the king
0: <laughs> one of our asian wow. friends say, can Asians have stuff too absolutely Ace oh you own
1: spot too. Get oh, in yeah. with us. I'm gonna let them have all of the Northern California, Washington, Oregon area. Y'all tear that up. Pam said if if we were segregated, she would have a husband by now.
0: Oh man. <laughs> Young thug would be out of jail. He ain't do nothing wrong. Let him out. Get him out of there. Mm-hmm. Back in the studio. Somebody said, Don't step out of the limo. I'm never leaving the White House. Y'all gonna have to blow it up like Independence Day. I'm yeah, I might not even be there. <laughs> I might live underground. You ain't gonna know where I'm gonna do all my executive orders from Zoom, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like the uh that snow piercing movie. He was on that train. I'm gonna be in F- Air yeah. force one forever. I'm flying for <laughs> I don't even touch the ground because I know y'all want to kill me. You're gonna have to find me first. I'm in the woods. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, Melissa people. only likes new builds, so she ain't living in the White House. She'll be like, this got old bones. We're going to oh, have she, a new build.
0: She would hate it. She, she would hate it. All right. Uh, that was a good one. It's an interesting question. Do you care about crossover appeal? I mean, I love how focused you are on Black community, um, but do you ever feel that that holds you back from accolades and success of someone like Tab has? Uh, And before we answer that question, let's take a quick break. All
2: right, guys, we're taking a quick break from the show to talk about our sponsor, Policy Genius. Life insurance is something that you don't know what you need until the time comes. I feel like uh, it's important for me because even though I don't have um, heirs to my throne yet, uh, I want to make sure somebody in my family is taken care of, like my little brother, in the event that I'm all he got left. And when that time comes, hopefully he'll be well taken care of. So, if you have a family like I do, you know how much your loved ones depend on you. In worst case scenario, you wouldn't want them to worry about money. A good life insurance plan can give you peace of mind that if something happens to you, your family will have a safety net to cover mortgage payments, college costs, or other expenses. Now is a good time to take the lead to future proof your family's finances by getting life insurance. And Policy Genius gives you a smarter way to find and buy it. Policy Genius was built to modernize the life insurance industry. Their technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $25 per month for a million dollar coverage. Some options offer coverage in as little as a week and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius has licensed agents who can help you find the best fit for your needs. They work for you, not the insurance companies. That means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over the other so you can trust their guidance. There are no added fees and your personal details are private. No wonder why they have five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot. Your loved ones deserve a financial safety net. You deserve a smarter way to find and buy it. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Now. Back to the show.
0: All right. Thank you to our sponsors. We're now back. Um, I will say this. No, I never think about it. I don't care. Uh, All I ever want is to be accepted by my community. Anything else is extra. Um, If I were to, and I'm not saying this thing for everybody. This is just for me. If I were to approach my art like that, I think it would be inauthentic to to who I am as a creator, right? They always say this regardless of race. Quentin Tarantino says, make the movies you want to see, right? Uh, Martin Scorsese makes mob movies because that's what he grew up around. He don't make them so that Black people will like them. He just makes them and people like them. Black people love them. We love good fellas, but he didn't make it for us. And I think that's how I approach. I think tab is tab. And I think she's 100% authentic to who she is, but she also don't never let you know that she's black. She's not one of those people who hides her blackness for the sake of crossover appeal. That's one of the things I love about her. Uh, She speaks on the issues and she does what she does, but she's open and loving to everybody, but she don't alienate nobody, but don't have, you never are mistaken that she's for black people as well. Um, I think for me, I've never done any of this to be rich, wealthy, or any of those things. I just want to, simple, I want to make dope stuff that I'm proud of and travel the world and be with my family. That's it. I don't need to be rich to do that. I don't need to be wealthy. I don't need to have a billion dollars, a hundred billion I don't need any of those things. And I don't need the six. I could do comedy that everybody loved, but then I wouldn't love it. And I couldn't make money doing something because then comedy is fun for me because I get to tell whatever I think is funny. If you like it, you don't like it. I got some jokes on this tour that people be like, oh snap. And it's not like rude or something. It's just like I didn't expect that. I've never done anything like that, and I never will do anything like that. Uh that would feel like work to me. And I don't that I couldn't work like that. Angel.
1: Um I am crossover like i think there's a misconception of being black not being crossover white people like me mexican people like me asian people like me and and yeah this this mexican like me latinx people like me all of them i see i do feel like i don't really need to I think that's what is wanted of us to begin to question how we present ourselves to, for likability. But I truly feel like me just being me and me being really honest about the things that concern me um, is relatable to anyone of any color, whether, even if it's about my blackness or my journey as a black woman, I think people want us to think that there's still not commonalities in that there's commonalities about fear. There are commonalities about not feeling heard that everybody has. It might be at a different intensity. They might be from a different per, like being caused by a different person. Um, so I really, uh, and then me as a mother, like the concerns I have as a mother. Yeah. Wow. Maybe a white woman does have to worry about the police wanting to kill her child just because of the color of her skin. But a mother is always concerned about her child living a long life, so um, I'm crossover, and I'm not gonna let nobody think just because I'm black and I wear afro and that I wear things that are afrocentric and I support black businesses that other people can't relate to me and enjoy my content.
0: All I do is for black people anyway, which isn't exclusionary. That's just be reminding people you doing you outside of your lane. There's a TikTok that was so funny. This white dude was doing some piece of content. And they were like, you should do one for black women. He was like, Mm-mm. I stay in my lane, which is white people business. That's black people business over there. And people who always try to invite me over there don't be the people who in that lane. It's be people in my lane trying to invite me over there. So I make comedy for everybody, uh, but specifically for black people. Anybody can laugh, though. But I don't be like, white people, y'all get away. It's just be like when they be doing stuff that I be like, now nah, come on now. That's not y'all stuff. That's when I be like, it's for black people anyway. But, uh, you know. Uh, rap music, Jay Z and them don't, they just make music. They don't make music for black people. People like what they make. Uh, I always approach art like that. I'm gonna make what I want, and I hope people will like it. Retirement plans when all the kids are moved out, and what's next for y'all? Angel
1: being butt naked on a beach. No, um.
0: You'll get sand. You'll get sand everywhere.
1: Uh, I know. I'm excited. I really. I. Um, I think my children have been kind enough to allow me to really focus on my career while I'm still very active in their lives. My children are um, kind enough to let understand that, like sometimes, well, even if they don't understand it's happening, sometimes Mama's gonna be in Oregon for two weeks to a month. I think. At retirement is when they going to get sick of me. So is that. So is my husband. Just being able to enjoy like supporting them and relaxing on my goals. So if it's, oh, my kid is in college, being able out of state, being able to go out there once a month just to check up on my child. Just uh, so I think retirement for me because Amara is young and I am old. I will be actively, <laughs> and my mother did that kind of by example too. You know, my mother moved out here. Granted, she moved out to California because she loves California. and She thinks it's amazing. But she also wanted to be able to kind of support me and part of my life because I was her youngest child when she was very heavily into her career. So I want to be able to like, you know, if my kids are having kids at that time, to be that supportive grandmother, to be the one that can show up at grandparents day. Uh, while also traveling with my husband and being butt naked on the beach.
0: But naked on the beach is a good place to start. Uh, I think I would like to, I don't know that I'll ever fully retire. I think I would like to be like Danny Glover. Uh, once I get super old, I'll just lend myself to people who are trying to make it and not charge them the full rate. I'll be like, let me just be in your, I'll be in your little movie and your little picture film. Uh, if I'm not producing stuff For creators who don't have the money yet but could use a little help, uh, either my name or my resources, I would be doing that just to stay active. But outside of work, I would love to travel the world. There is something about experiencing different cultures through music, food, architecture, museums. I would be in museums from here to Timbuktu. Taking it in, what 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 y'all doing down here? Oh wow, that's oh that's this is what happened in your culture? What do you call this? Lamborghini? Mm-hmm, I would like to try that. That's what I would love to do. Uh, of course, staying in the finest of hotels. I'm not going to be hosteling it up. The Four Seasons, things like that, or whatever's even nicer, wherever the richest richest people stay. Uh, that's what I would love to do when I retire, and then being a good pop pop. Send the grandbabies on over, pop, pop on stage. Come on over to my house. Spend the summer with me. You know, let's spend the summer in the Hamptons. Come on, let me give you some little strawberry candies and make your life worthwhile. <laughs> but I probably go to museums once a month and just reading, reading placards. I'm going to be reading placards like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Walking down the street uh, when I was walking out here and I was reading a placard. They had a placard about a witch trial that happened in, in Virginia. And they tied this woman up. Yeah, they believed that water was pure. So they said, We're going to throw, we're going to tie this witch up. And if she sinks, then she was a witch. If she sinks, she was a witch. If she floats, she was okay. So she floated. So they threw her in jail because she was a witch. And I was like, But if she sinks, she dies. So this is a lose lose just by being accused. Even if she's a witch, she's just going to be dead. So I didn't understand that, but then I kept on walking because there was no museum. But if they had a witch museum, I'd be like, ooh, what y'all was doing with these witches? Mm-hmm, I sure would.
2: Joshi. Man, I think uh similar to you, Kev, I don't know if I'll fully be able to not work uh from a mental capacity. Um, because I am like a busybody in terms of like just like working on my craft, what if that's taking photos or shooting whatever but um i think i would like to continue telling especially at that point in life telling the stories of the people around me um whether that's like ideas that they want to help execute uh whether it's documentary wise or um helping bring some of that more to life i think but being a lot more selective with what that looks like, but definitely, like, I mean, I love to travel, I always have. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know that much more out of that that I've thought about.
0: That's enough. All right, we got to let our good friend Angel go. She's got to mm-hmm. be a present mother.
1: I'm getting one more question. Come on, let's one more. She said 10 after.
0: I said 10. Okay, take it easy, man. Just take it. <laughs> um here's an interesting one. This is one we can all answer. What is your favorite decade for RB music and why?
1: Uh, that is how was that an interesting question? It's the answer is 90s. I don't understand.
0: Have you been consuming a lot of R and B since the nineties?
1: No, I don't know these people. I don't know these people's names. I couldn't tell you. You put me one, put one of them women in front of me, other than Janae, her, and Jasmine. Oh, love her! I don't know what summer looks like compared to what's a face compared to what's a face. What's a face? There's somebody who's saying to sound like Erica Badu, Ari Ari Lennox, Ari Lennox, summer. I'm sure there's other there's a seven. Is that she what she look like?
0: Okay, let me ask another one because I it. I think uh R and B's the best for me nineties, but but twenty ten to I'd say twenty thirteen to twenty twenty three, if I could choose that decade, it's been good too. But let me ask you this one since you I would go else. back
1: to the fifties. I'd be like, Okay, Motown. That that would be my next one.
0: What careers do you see your kids in?
1: Whichever one I tell them to be. Pushing
2: P, fam.
1: I. Uh, on on I don't, a board,
0: angel. Based on their personality, what would you? What would not surprise you if your kids picked that?
1: Would I say it? Um.
0: Get out. I their don't minds. Know. Oh, I'm not in their
1: minds. They like to be guided by me. Um, <laughs> think, What's up, everybody? Um, I, think little-
0: I think she took herself out.
2: I think she might have. I think she was closing the tab that. Right.
1: I didn't. It just kicked me out. It just said get it just circled is basically we heard, we heard an intro to one of your one of your videos. It was the intro to tvtv TV. Ah. And so I was pressing pause on uh iTunes that decided to start playing it. Um I think little Marcus would be a content creator. Mm. I think um I think Cy si and Kai. I don't know, maybe Kai could be an artist. I do see that in him. I don't know what Cy's doing. I don't know. Maybe something in hospitality. He's very pleasant.
0: Oh, boy. Oh, they really both are. All three of them. Mm -hmm. Three three or four.
1: And I I think Amar is definitely some sort of entrepreneur. I don't see him really taking orders from others.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what he would do, but telling that young man what to do is going to be a tough ticket. It is very much. Listen, so. Angel was over the house uh a week or so ago. And Danny was over there and and Amar brought some fruit snacks to Angel to open. And Danny opened them for him. And that little boy was disgusted mm-hmm. with her. It was like he wasn't even going to eat them. He was just like no. no.
1: He wasn't having it.
0: He was so upset that his mom didn't open the fruit snacks. I thought it was the funniest thing ever. He was just like, I don't like this now. I'll never eat fruit snacks again in my life. How dare you?
1: This is the thing about Amar. Amar has a plan that I interrupt, that adults interrupt. And that's what people don't realize. He has already planned out the stuff that he wants to do, the stuff he wants to participate in, what he wants. And we, Adults interrupt that, and that's what Danny did. Amar knew that there were other people that could open that, but he didn't want their fingers on his stuff. <laughs> his daddy, he didn't want his daddy to open his stuff. It's me, so that's why I just feel like he's going to be a very particular type of entrepreneur so that people can't tell him what to do.
2: Amar's going to carry on the hopes and dreams of uh his mother Angel and resegregate America. <laughs> <laughs> <That's it. laughs>
1: That too. So it won't be by color. It'll just be by your vibe. he will be like this. Uh, uh, go over there. Just yeah. Uh. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Uh oh, I'm no the piano lesson. I'll watch from the audience like everyone else. Bye. All
0: right. We'll see you on the D24 tour. If not sooner. <laughs> I'm trolling now, Josh. I take the power oh, yeah. back.
2: It, this the problem is knowing you, this is gonna be every week.
0: Oh you. Thought you had me? You thought I just was just poo-pooing a tour? You thought I didn't consider the variables? You thought I just uh, didn't listen? You thought me? And this isn't even the outside world. This is the Patreon?
2: It's the family.
0: I would not want to do a tour. I didn't consider. Oh. oh. You
2: think you could do this to me?
0: I hope for their sake, specifically the Patreon. We're going to have a talk. We need to have a family meeting. Oh, no. We better see lines out the door. Ticketmaster better be saying on-demand pricing. We've never seen sales like this. I'm going to put the shows in Tupelo, Mississippi. Nagadocious. I want to see how... One night only, Saskatchewan. <laughs> I want you to come to Laredo, Texas. Oh, y'all love it. Here's the thing, tour.
1: The oh, first man. show's in South
0: Dakota. South Dakota,
2: Spokane. In, the, White. in peak winter, South Dakota. Bring a coat.
0: Atlanta, Philadelphia, Dallas, Houston.
2: On a school no. night.
0: Barstow, California.
2: Right you off hear? the 15 North.
0: Chattanooga, Tennessee. Oh man. You hear it? Flint, Michigan. All right. Um, let me answer this question. Then I gotta grab my food. We'll we'll talk for some more, but I, I gotta get something to eat. I haven't eaten nothing. Uh I think my oldest son, Isaiah, will be in the creative arena in some way, writing or more than likely directing movies. He said he wants to work for WWE Creative. What's crazy about that is he's dead serious and that is a job that is possible. and It's something he's aware of that I didn't know was a job when I was a kid. That's when I still believed that wrestling was real. My youngest, Joey, JoJo, I don't know, man. That kid could be anything from a professional soccer player to a podcast host. I think he's very insightful, funny. He's got his he's a great producer. He creates his own topics, he stays on topic. Uh and he also said he could love to work with dogs. There's a little dog place we take Monty to when we're out of, you know, the on vacation. I think he would be equally happy just, you know, keeping an eye on dogs and walking them and training them. Um I don't think he he doesn't have to make a lot of money to be happy. I think he would if if he made you know, I don't know, 50 grand or whatever, taking care of dogs, he would be completely set with life. He doesn't have to have a lot of things. Isaiah, on the other hand, that boy better make some money because he has taste that far exceeds his income. So <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I'm really curious to see what they will come up with, but I'm also very happy that if worse comes to absolute worse, I can always have a job for them. They can always do something for me. They could tour manage here's the thing tour mm-hmm. they could sell merch on the here's the thing tour. They could edit I mean there's a lot of jobs they can do that they have the ability to do. Amazing work, Josh. I'm truly commendable <clears throat> truly commendable <laughs> all right. this question was funny. Can you please take my ex off Patreon? and the app. I have his email. Somebody (laughs) said, well, what do you mean? He pays his money. (laughs) She said, she said, (laughs) I don't want him to be able to laugh. (laughs) (laughs) And the answer is no. We We need all the help we can get Over here at Cal Sage Studios, I'm sorry that it didn't work out between y'all, but we need both of y'all. If if y'all used to bond over that and the fact that you're like, I don't even want him to have this joy.
2: For safety in your next relationship, just share the password, uh, but, but also don't because we do need all this.
0: It made me laugh so hard because the thought of being like you just sitting there thinking, oh, he's just over there laughing and having a good time. <laughs> Especially if she, if he found out about us through her, mm-hmm. and now y'all done broke up, and you still watching, Mm-mm. you can't have joy if you can't have joy with me. That goes the me. same
2: with like food spots. You know, if you guys discover food spots together, don't be going back there enjoying That's the food. Our mm-hmm.
0: That's our place. That's our place. All right. The next question was, um, oh, well, on the same topic, how's the app doing? I'm going to be straight up and honest with y'all.
2: Ooh.
0: <clears throat> the app suffers from the same things that any other streaming service suffers from, but they are more detrimental to us. And what I mean by that is HBO, Netflix, they all suffer from password sharing they all suffer from people signing up with a free trial, watching shows, and cutting it off. It's just way more detrimental at our scale when people are like, Kev, I love y'all, man, but I couldn't afford it. Me, or me and my family, we got four different family groups having the app. That should be $20, and it's only $5. <laughs> so <laughs> We were just getting the numbers on Churchy. Churchy had the biggest one-day viewing of any show ever. And then um, what happened was people watched the first two episodes and then they wait waited until all eight episodes was up and then they watched all eight and then they cut their account off. And I was like, <laughs> so they would pay, if they would even pay, they would get uh, one month out of it. And it took us, Took us doggone four months of shoot of shooting and editing it before it even came out, probably longer than that. So, uh, and the other thing that we suffer from that the other ones don't suffer from is marketing and promotion. So Toby is in Transformers, uh, the new Transformers movie, which comes out in June. Just this week, him and Anthony Ramos, uh, and a couple other stars of the movie are in South by Southwest with life-size Optimus Primes, Optimus Prime and the, the Beast dude, I don't know his name, and they go, they're like, they're there talking about a movie that's not coming out for three or four months. We don't have that luxury. We did not have that marketing thing. So it's hard to get the word out. We, we have enough money to make the stuff and pay the people who work there. And in order to market a show, I'm found out after I l- learned from the app. The movie has the hundred million dollar budget. They usually have a fifty million dollar marketing budget, and we don't have enough money for both of those. So, that's the struggle of uh of the app. All right, the next one is what's the biggest public mis- misconception about you? <clears throat> For me, I think the biggest misconception is that I don't want to do certain tours just because I don't want to or I don't listen or I don't weigh the cost. And the truth is I weigh the cost on everything. Um, And I've got to consider a lot of people when I think about touring. So I didn't know that that was a big public misconception until today. But today I found it out from the people who I thought loved me. Patreon, not even non-Patreon people, I found that out uh <laughs> i think um i think the biggest misconception about me is that i'm funny all the time at home people always be like i bet you be cracking melissa and them up at home no no i just be at home i be tired i'd be sleep i be you know taking a dog to go poop we moved and i was like monty would not do to outside he was like i don't know where we're at right now what am i doing um I don't be funny at home like that. Most of my life at home is get up, go to the gym, come back, take a quick shower, take Isaiah to school, come back, do a meeting, meeting, meeting. Feels like I do two or three things, then it's go head back to pick him up from school, pick up Joe from soccer practice, or from track practice, or take him to soccer practice. Make sure I go uh, spend time time with Melissa. Meetings, meetings, meetings. Work, work, work. It's not nearly as funny as like when I make videos or when I'm on stage or whatever. So I think that's probably the biggest misconception about me outside of the uh, um, podcast touring and not wanting to do that. What about you,
2: Josh? Is there any misconceptions about you? I think so. I think one of the misconceptions about me is that I'm around a lot of big artists all the time. Cause people DM Mm -hmm. me asking me if I could send somebody something and I'm just be like, bro, I don't really know them like that, nor would I, kind of do that.
0: Angel, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> bring up bring up that damn tour one more time. <laughs> Break it up one more time. <laughs> then I'm not gonna do the tour. Break <laughs> it up one more time. And then it will be just you and Josh.
2: And this is why <laughs> this is why Angel is not gonna be the one to quit this podcast because she is taking this mid drop off <laughs> remotely side note I said, perfect oh
1: great i said i know he is not about to answer this question with people thinking i don't want to do the tour <laughs> i said uh uh-uh. uh no 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 we shan't we shan't
0: that's what they wait, said wait. angel they said, kept on laughing
1: no they really didn't you know sometimes people Need a little more context around the no. I, your no can be no, absolutely, but then there, then it does allow for other people to present their narrative. And either you can not care and just be like y'all think what y'all want to think, or you can give context. I'll answer the question. Most misconceived notion about me is that I don't like nothing. That's what everybody say. I wait for Angel. Somebody in comment said I wait for Angel to be like it was man. It's not that I don't like nothing. It's like I don't. It's that I don't like majority of the things that other people like.
2: Ooh.
1: That's different. <laughs> That's different. And just because y'all like mediocre stuff ain't my fault. I like <laughs> what I like. <laughs> <laughs> I like what I like and I'm paid to give my opinion. Start talking about stuff I like and I'm going tell you I like it. I like creed. All right. Sorry. I just said, are you done?
2: That's so funny. (laughs) Um, Also, I would say that people think I'm a full-time influencer now, and that is very much not the case. I'm just making Mm. content that goes on Instagram or wherever. That don't mean that I'm getting crazy income off of these platforms that are ending programs that paid pennies on the dollar, whatever you guys think might be the case. You know what? I was thinking about a marketing tool for my masterclass.
0: I haven't made the video yet. I was also busy promoting for the NAACP and then for this tour. The biggest misconception is that about influencers mm-hmm. is that most of them make enough money to be only making money off of social media. That is not the case. Mm-hmm. I think people think that if they don't if they can't make enough money to do it full time, they're not successful. Oh, Angel came back.
1: <clears throat> oh, I. You know what? They had called me because the kids is late. But I'm yeah, I'm back. I'm dropping them off. Okay, I'm listening.
0: I was just saying that. Um, mo, the thing about it, I think people think because a lot of my friends and people in my circle are full time creators. That the majority of people are, and that's just not true. Mm-hmm. The people that are in my circle are in the top one, it's crazy as it sounds, top one percent of all creators. It is very uncommon to have even more than one thousand followers on any social media site. How many do you have on Instagram, Josh? 41. Okay. 41,000 is way more than most lot. people will ever even dream of. And in our group, Josh is one of the smaller ones. Tony having 2 million um people. Angel has what? 300,000, 400,000 something like that.
1: I have on Instagram 3 wait, 275.
0: 275, that's just not the case. Uh, And I think more people would benefit, like I did, from having supplemental income and a regular job Mm. than thinking that if I don't create at a level where it's my only job, it's useless. The best business you can be for yourself is to earn money for your business that you don't have to live off of while you Mm -hmm. build your business. I think that's the biggest misconception. I know so many influencers who have millions of followers and no bread literally money or also bread so uh that's what i wanted to say
2: that was a good question
0: uh it was now that you've made it this far in your life's plans what shocked you about yourself how much i would still want and i don't want to say more in the sense of like money or, or notoriety it's not that if I stopped and just looked at the things that I'm doing, I'd be like, dang, Kevin, you are killing it. <clears throat> but I never think of it like that. I'm always just like, okay, now I got to get these movies going. If I could just do this and that, then I'd really be able to, you know, uh, I, I guess the fact that old Kevin would have looked at me now and been like, baby boy, you made it. And current Kevin is like, okay, how am I going to do this next thing? I think that's what I would say. Angel, Josh, whoever,
1: I think it is. uh, I think what probably surprised me the most is that how multidimensional I am and how how many dualities exist in me. Mm -hmm. I, I think I didn't see as many. I didn't realize how many facets like I'm very brave, but I also have a lot of fears that I have to like push past. I'm very, um, I used to not consider myself uh, as compassionate. My therapist had to reframe that for me because I'm not an emotionally expressive person. I thought I wasn't compassionate, but I actually am extreme. I'm extremely compassionate. Um, So I think I, thought certain things about myself as if there was no room for gray, because that's like, as a Christian, we don't operate in gray, we operate in black and white, right or wrong, yes or no. Um, and I feel like as I've gotten older, I've been shocked by how how much, I wouldn't even call it conflict. I would say just how much how many different shades of me exist inside of me that I don't think I acknowledged when I was younger or allowed them to have their own right to exist within me.
0: That was great. It was very insightful. Joshua?
1: Um, I would say something similar
2: to that, uh, especially younger me looking at where I'm at now, um, especially as a minority, to be able to be sustainable in this society and climate, I needed, like, it was projected on me to have, like, a medical job or to have like a uh corporate ladder job something that is um maybe not sustainable something that has like job security attached to it uh yep. but i think what's really cool about me kind of like stopping and smelling the roses is being able to still have well still learning a trade that like i'm leaning on That allows me to be in a space like this, gratefully, uh, for this long and it's still going without having to be like, oh, well, this isn't working anymore. I need to uh, go back on a path that I know is going to be there's going to be like more of a traditional job security attached to it. If that answers the question.
0: Absolutely. Angel, this one is for you. This one is for you. Angel, why don't you showcase your singing more?
1: Because I'm insecure about it. Really? <laughs> Are you being I real? Have, yeah, that was my honest question, my honest answer. I have a really good ear. I can hear really well. So I can also hear where I don't have control where I don't have um, uh, the vocal flexibility to do certain acrobatics with my voice. I have a hard time trying to hone in on what my voice is supposed to sound like versus mimicking what other people's voices sound like. Um, So I can appreciate someone who I can hear all those things, where I can hear breath control, where I can hear how bendable and flexible they are with their voice. People who have even better ears that are able to hear chords inside of a song that I'm like, where did you hear that at? Um, So because of my appreciation for other people who are distinguished in, in their zone of genius in that field, I am insecure about my own capabilities in it. I know I, I know I can sing. Hmm. I'm, I am very realistic in what I'm capable of doing, but it is because it is not, because I know how different it is from someone who excels at it. Yeah.
0: That is surprising.
2: I'm surprised too, Angel. What? By the and not, See? I mean. Because we know you can sing, but I think your confidence in so much of other areas overshadowed the idea of you being insecure about uh, your capability of singing. But I also wonder if that's just something that um, kind of pairs alongside your creative personality. Because I feel like as creative, sometimes there are things that we don't do on the forefront that we know that we're good at. Um but have some insecurity about that thing. Cause it's not the first leg that we lean on.
1: Yeah. 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 I, I do. Um, again, again, it's, it goes back to that one question of, I am very confident in a lot of stuff, which I don't think would allow me to speak truthfully about my insecurities, but I am trying to give both things the, um, the time they deserve to be like investigated. So while I'm confident in a lot of things, there's there's not many things you can you can tell me about myself and I'm gonna believe if I didn't already believe it to begin with. But there are certain mm-hmm. things where I'm just like, please don't say anything about it because I don't know if I can take it. You gonna be able to get me with that right hook. I mean, that right, <laughs> That straight. Oh, we're not talking about Creed over here. Yeah, but yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. That is something.
1: <laughs> Are you serious? Why? <laughs> really
0: I, I just thought you were like, I don't really have time to sing or, you know, I sing for fun. But I didn't think I didn't know you were insecure about it. Yeah. Um, very interesting. Uh, <clears throat> in this current stage of your life or career, what is a past regret or opportunity that you still think about? I'll say this, and I don't mean this in the cliche way. One thing that I have learned is that my failures have prepared me for who I am. Um, I'll probably tell this story in detail if I write another book. But on Churchy, uh, my close friends know this, and I don't want to talk too publicly about it yet because it'll be a great chapter in the book. Mm. I made a egregious mistake. And the mistake isn't so bad that, that that I made it. I mean, it is, but what what I'm more mad at myself about is that Melissa, had I just listened to her, I wouldn't have made that mistake. So if I listened to her and the mistake was still made, no big deal. The fact that it was something that could have been avoided, but I didn't listen, you know, like I tend to not do about um, weight loss and training. Uh, But that I didn't listen and it blew up in my face in the most, <laughs> most extravagant way, I still think about that. Um, And if I had it over to do again, I think, it, again, this is another thing that I feel like I learned from this. But if I could have, I wouldn't have been so open on the internet as I was early, because when... It came became my turn to be the person <laughs> in the subject of videos. I did not like how much ammo I had given people. Uh, I think that was the curse of having such a beautifully supportive Patreon and stage crew and spending so much time with them. I had begun to think that's what the rest of the world was like. And then I found out the hard way. There's a good amount of people who love me through and through. And there's some people who don't rock with me at all. And the not rockers were loud. Uh, but again, I think that was imperative to the next stage of my career to get used to people not liking me and to learn how to not care, not necessarily care, but not let that affect me, which was not the case, uh, I believe around 2020. So I think that transformation was necessary. I don't think I could even be in this phase of my life or where my life is going if I didn't figure out how to deal with that part because I would have just been spiraling. And I actually see some artists who spend infinitely more time with people that they love them, love them fighting with fans and people who don't like them and trying to prove mm. their worth to people who already decided they don't like them. And I saw how futile that was and how it doesn't matter what you say or do. If they don't like you, they don't like you. And there's nothing you can do. Even stuff that most people would be like, OK, it's like almost like Skip Bayless and LeBron. It doesn't matter what LeBron does. Skip Bayless's whole thing is I'm publicly not going to like you. I'm going to detract from you at all times. I just thought because some people like me a lot, everybody would. And as humans, we want to be liked. And I found out the hard way. Some people don't rock with you. It's funny. I was searching Keith Lee interview and I never search my name anymore. I was just searching Keith Lee interview because so many people are watching it that aren't in our normal group of people and people i saw one about five tweets down somebody was like i want to watch this keith lee interview but that dog on kevin on stage is so loud and annoying and i was like oh okay let me go on and get get out of here because i didn't (laughs) most people were just like talking about how much they love keith they weren't even talking about me and angel or josh they were just talking about keith i was just like dang this is crazy about that fifth tweet i said oh let me get that i'm in somebody else's business again I'm over here where i ain't supposed to be i got to get back to my regular timeline so um yeah that's what i would say to that question
1: i regret it's what's our biggest regret
0: yeah i talked for so long uh in this current stage of your life and career what's the past regret opportunity regret or opportunity that you still think about
1: it's a it's a regret that i still work through my biggest regret is that i am a rule follower me and my therapist talked about this, being someone that grew up in the church, following rules is the way you determine your value. You know what I'm saying? If you are a child that is very obedient, if you are a child that is easy to handle and comply, you are more valuable and seen as a greater asset and just as a better person. And And I like feeling that way. However, being an artist, it behooves you, especially in the landscape that we're in right now, it behooves you to find loopholes. Mm. It behooves you to break rules and push past whatever people said was the rule or the standard. And it is such a, now such a like, um, so opposite of who I am, I have a hard time setting my own rules. So like, it was a really big thing for me to negotiate my podcast into my contracts. Because that is not something I should be doing. I should not care. I should just be happy that a network wants me. But for me to be like, nah, I don't care if that's what's in there. I need y'all to fix it or I'm going to walk away. Is me intentionally getting out of that whole premise of being a rule follower, I feel like I would be so much further along in my career had I not allowed the standards of what happened before in other people's careers be the path in which I thought my career had to follow. Mm-hmm. We would be, It would be so very different. And I remember my therapist said, if you were in the military, your rule following skills would be an asset. They're not an asset. So I am now trying to create my own rules because it will still give me a sense of comfort because there's rules for me to follow, but not basing those rules off of other people's standards or what history has said has to be done, but based off of what I believe will best serve me in every present, in every moment, in all decisions going forward in my career.
0: A quick thought on that: I was listening. To, I meant to say this earlier, but I was lis- listening to Ty Tribbett's new album. First of all. The amazing. live version, oh my gosh, the album alone
2: was good, but the live version,
0: it's, it's outstanding. Oh. I and I kid you not, I started crying during one of these worship songs because Ty's album and his ability to make you want to turn up, but then the worship part really hits. I it made me miss old church so bad, and I was crying because I was like, Man, I missed this. But it's not like I just don't go because I'd be on the road. It's, (laughs) I told Melissa this. I said, uh, God, worship hit more when my life was shame and guilt were heavier on me. Mm -hmm. It made me cry out to God more because I always felt bad and guilty and like he needed to save me and all that. As I've leaned more into the grace of God I don't feel as much shame in everything I do. I just used to walk around condemned. So I would break into worship because I'm like, God, I'm so dirty and I'm so useless and I make so many mistakes. But as I've grown up, I I didn't I wasn't taught much about the grace of God. It was always about the condemnation and hell and this and that combination. It's the fear of God. That was the other key. Fear, shame, guilt, condemnation, and those lyrics used to open up my worship because I would I would feel like, please take me back. I'm so ugly, I'm so yeah. useless. And now yeah. I don't think my relationship with God is so heavily built on grace. I can appreciate Him and His love for me in so many different ways. And church isn't even the same. Like the amount of time mm-hmm. people spend in church, even if I went to church. At my current church, as much as they have church, it would still only be Sunday morning when, where I grew up. And most of my life, it was at least two or three times a week, at minimum, sometimes four right. or five. You consider rehearsals and things like that. And I think um, I just missed that moment. But I wouldn't trade my understanding of God and his grace for the weight of shame and guilt. Even for those moments of worship. And it was still beautiful to, to feel his love and think about that. I'm also way more in tune with my emotions since Jay passed and and they flow much more freely. I was literally walking down the street and I was like, dang, I am crying. Like I'm really missing that moment, but um I know that I see God differently, so I won't worship in that same capacity. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah.
1: No, absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, God, that God's grace thing is, is real. It wasn't until I was a full grown woman that I realized I could not work my way into heaven because I really was like, I didn't clock in my hours. He's going to be like, well done. (laughs) Like, he's going to be like, you put in 6,572 hours consistently for the kingdom of God. That is what I honestly thought my mother had to help me reframe. She was like, there yeah. is nothing you can do. She was like, it is grace. And I was like, oh, what if I didn't do Anyways, Josh, <laughs> you gonna answer the question?
2: Um honestly, I think rule following I wish I didn't follow the rules <laughs> as much. You know, cause like even growing up with single parents, right? They didn't have the help of each other. In the same room so it was always fear and discipline uh to get me to do what they wanted me to do right whatever i mean in in the with the best intentions of course you know uh that led into church as well and i will say i do wish at all deaf i was a little bit more confident in my abilities and what i brought to the table because i let that job make me fall out of love of producing content in a full-time perspective. And I haven't really been open about this before. So this is kind of a, this is kind of new ground, but, um, I didn't lean on that confidence in what I was able to bring. I knew I was bringing a lot to the table when I was writing, shooting a gaffer, uh, for, like, my own interview setup for uh, the all deaf music side and like following that process through with the edit and everything like that and like story producing as well. But for me, I wish I kind of doubled down and asked for more, even though that place was kind of just all over the place in general at the time for that side. Um, instead of me watching myself fall apart there and lose, um, a passion that I enjoyed doing, which was help telling like some stories, providing a platform for like other creatives and artists to, to thrive in. Um, and not can kind of standing my ground, but letting myself fall out of love with something that I enjoy doing at a time and period. Um, mm-hmm to let that dictate me, even my next step, like Kev kind of had to court me into working for him because I was in a mentality at that time of like, I never want to be in like an office setting. Not, not that uh, at the time it was an office setting, but like I'd wanted to just not be underneath an umbrella of like having to do this, this, and this. Um, Because at the time when I fell out of love of doing all that, I just felt like I was following all the rules, but still not getting treated and compensated for following those rules and what just drove me to the edge of like, there's not going to be another situation like this. So I'm just going to let this bridge burn to the ground. And I'm still good with that decision. Don't get me wrong, but allowing my emotional side to lose that connection with the passion of telling stories and producing that type of level of content, um, That side is the one regret that I do have about all that to the point where now I feel grateful for that opportunity a little extra. That was really insightful.
0: I remember when Josh talked about two years ago, he would never take vacation from this. He would never. Everything he did was when we were off. And I'm like, Josh, you you could take a day off. He's like, no, no, man, because you know, that's how I got fired last time.
2: I was really like, yeah. my nose. I'll never <laughs> sleep.
0: <laughs> I said, man, you don't, this ain't that. Like, you're going to have to You take a brand deal. You can go shoot a J. Cole concert. Like, me and Angel could do it, you know, because Angel was already like, don't you put no other co hosting with me. I'll, I'll do it with one arm in my body. I'm like, you have, you're, you're safe here. You're safe here. Uh, but I think. You know, and listen, shoot, about the podcast, this isn't the joke tour. This is just the truth. Sometimes you have such a bad experience with something, work, an, an opportunity or something, you have such a bad experience that you would rather never do it again mm-hmm. if if what happened has any possibility of happening. You would rather avoid that, like the plague. 100%. In- than to have a chance that you could feel that way again. I think we do that with relationships, people, low key mm. church hurt. When leaders make you feel a way, you be like, okay, bet. I'll never, I'll never be that close again because I don't want anybody to ever even be able to hurt you hurt me like that. So we stay away from the opportunity, but in doing that, you often can also rob yourself of the benefits of that as well. If you don't give yourself a chance to try it again, then you never know if you, if it can be different, if you just expect it or only believe it can happen in the way that it did, then you never let it have the opportunity of being different. I don't know if that makes sense. i kind of talked a little
1: bit. It makes sense. This is the reason why I won't let you have a, a replacement host. I have been replaced mm. before permanently. Kev Kev,
2: Kev replaced you you for the NAACP image award hosting. Remember that?
1: (laughs) I've been replaced on multiple occasions. So that lets me know. So Mm -hmm. I am fully aware I am replaceable. But guess what? I'm not going to give you the opportunity to do is to make it easy. So that's why i will be like, who, who you think? Who you think coming up in my chair? no. I stand with
2: Baba Voss Angel.
1: Listen, unless it's Melissa Fredericks, you can put her in my chair. That's that's cool. That's Gucci. Outside of that, miss me. I respect that. And that and that surely could be fear speaking, and probably is. I acknowledge it and I will let it breathe. I feel that. But I feel the same way. What'd you say?
0: You ain't gonna you ain't gonna feel no different. You're just acknowledging that it's fear.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes.
0: Oh, man. (laughs) All right. This has been a long day. Two hours we've been live, and that's just for this episode. Uh, This is the work that it takes to make sure y'all get your two episodes in a day. I now got a show in like four hours, and I usually I'm getting ready to take a pre-show nap, which I probably will do right now. But listen, uh, in all seriousness, if you really listened or watched this entire episode, I want you to know that you are loved. I'm glad you're here. I hope for more reasons than you can believe that when this tour these tour dates come out, you really buy them. I hope you understand. Uh, that it's not a light thing to to go on a tour. It's not a free thing. It's not a given thing. It's a huge undertaking. So <clears throat> for those of you who asked for it, I hope to see you there. For those of you who are hearing about it for the first time, get your ducats together. Uh, if you're not on the Patreon, consider joining. It's a great time. It's It's a great time. I, I enjoy it tremendously. It actually allows me not to focus so much on the rest of the world. Uh, if I'm tripping and the Patreon tells me I'm tripping, I'm probably really tripping. Because I think those people who have been around probably get me more than most people. So I would take their words. Uh, I, I could take their criticism constructively, whereas somebody just roasted me on a timeline or whatever, I, I would not put as much stock in that if you don't really know what I'm about or how I move through the world. So I appreciate you. Uh, listen, this, this, somebody said, and this is great too. We, we love you, but you gonna get these jokes too. Don't take us seriously. That's true too. I probably took the the jokes as serious because it pricked at what I take seriously, which is my reputation and the way I am appear uh, in the world. But it's all love. I have a firm belief that if you don't argue amongst friends and family, are you ever really truly being your full self? I don't believe you are. But we will see you guys next week, Patreon, sometime. We'll figure that out later. Uh, God bless you. God keep you. We'll see you at the firm. It's
1: Here's another, for you. Uh, here's, another here's another bang of fire, Here's uh, another one. Here's another bang of fire. Uh, here's another bang of fire. With my boy Kevin stay In that chicken jail